Welcome to the 30-Minute Hour. It's the weekly podcast where we discuss business, sports, politics, and whatever's on our mind. I'm your host, Eric Twiggs, your procrastination prevention partner. Joining me is Ted Fells. Ted is the business strategist extraordinaire and all-around good guy. Check is in the mail, Eric. The check, is in the, check mail. is in the mail. Thank you All for right. those kind words. All right. I'll be looking for that check in the mail. I'm not going to say it's going to be much, but put a little something on it. A little something on it. Okay. Every little something helps. So we also, normally I have Britton Smith. He is not going to be joining us at the beginning. It's a possibility he could call in. He's our renaissance man. He's the man. He refuses to be pigeonholed. He's always calling from a remote location. I say it's a remote location because there's a remote chance that he's really where he says he is. And a remote chance he's going to be on the call. Right, right. He, you know, he'll respond, hey, you're going to be on the call, you know, maybe, maybe not. You just never know. Yeah, he, he's like our show's wild card. We, we don't know. He's... <laughs> So it'll be interesting. So you, you'll, you'll be learning just like we will be here on the 30-minute hour. But before we bring out our guest, and by the way, you know, you can subscribe to this podcast. You can go on Facebook to the 30-minute hour. Just type that in. You can go on Instagram, type in the 30-minute hour. You can go on YouTube and type in the 30-minute hour. But again, just to pre-warn you, like I did last time, we're not your normal podcast. We're not going to just say all of the good things that make you feel good and then you stop listening and you and you run into a different reality when you run into your world and, and you, you run into to life. And I, I wanted to talk today because I, I get these questions, Ted. I, I get these questions. People say, Eric, you know... I have always wanted to be a motivational speaker. Mm. Eric, I want to be like you. I want to do what you do. I want to be a motivational speaker. Oh, Eric, you know, I, I want to be an author. What advice do you have for me? Well, here's the advice that I have. It's not sexy. Mm. It's not sexy. Okay, okay. So, you know, you, you and I were talking. We were talking about how everyone is driven by these success stories. Right, right. You know, you see the person that you admire, they're up on stage or they're, or they're at the conference right. speaking and you think it's all rosy. But the reality is that the majority of what they do isn't sexy. And I just want our listeners to understand the, the part that's not sexy, the, the part that's not glamorous. I mean, I, you know, for example, I just think about my own life and I think about my journey and the thousands of dollars that I've invested in coaching, having someone coach me in personal development with, with no guarantee. Mm. There's no guarantee. Now, I will say the investments I've made have really paid off. And, and everybody that I know, anybody that I admire that's really successful, they invest thousands and thousands of dollars into themselves. Mm. And I think a lot of people don't really understand that. And then the other thing when it comes to even being a, a speaker, you don't just start off by getting, you know, someone handing you a check for $10,000 okay. saying, hey, that was a nice 20-minute speech. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> well, at least that's not my testimony, Chad. Right, right. It, it may have worked that way for others, mm. but it's many, many free speeches. And I can't tell you how many times I've driven three hours to do a free seven-minute speech. Wow. I, I can't tell you how many times. It, it's not sexy. Yeah, no, I, I definitely understand. And, you know, just in what I, the type of business that I'm in, you know, whether it's, you know, going to an event and thinking that you're going to be able to, to make the contact and you, 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 you spend the time to get to the event, you spend the time to, uh, uh, to at the event, the cost of the event, mm -hmm. and then you're basically in a hole if you don't make that key contact at that event. Right. Um, I mean, everything that you do, whether it's from doing a, a business proposal, right, the time that you put into it, the money that you put into it, and having people to help you to write, uh, graphics people to help you to design it, and then submit it. And then you don't even know for sure if it's even reviewed. Right. You just know that they didn't pick you. Mm -hmm. Right, and then you don't get that that money back. Mm -hmm. uh, you you end up losing a lot more than you win. And I think you know people hear about when you win. Right. You know, it's just like the lottery. Mm -hmm. Right. They see the the person that won the you know hundred million dollars. Right. Right. But then just think about how many people that that have lost money. Right. And may never never win. Right. And so I think I think what happens is I think we get a you know, we get this, you know, this false sense of what this is really all about mm -hmm. by just seeing, you know, the positive aspects right. of the business. And so people will come to me and say, Ted, yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to be like you. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, right now you're working, right? You're working for a company. Right. Every hour you work, you're, you're getting a check. Mm -hmm. There's no guarantee that you're going to get anything for the hours that you work for your own business. Right. There's no guarantee. Right. So there's many hours that you spend without a payoff. Mm -hmm. And people say, well, yeah, well, you know, but you're doing it for yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but, but, but for yourself, you still want to make some money. <laughs> you know your, time is, you know, your time is your time. Right. Right. And so I just think that, you know, I think it's, it's good that, you know, for, the, for our listeners that you let them know that if this is something that you, you want to you wanna do, whether it's, you know, you know writing a book or, speaking circuit starting an, a, a, a company that there is the other side to this and you have to you know you have to do this because you really love it yes you know it, it doesn't seem so much like work right you know a lot of times people are like you're still in the office you're working on a saturday right well you know it's, you're passionate about it right. right so if you're passionate about it i mean your your return is just the fact that you're putting your energy and your your time into something that you're passionate about and if you keep doing that then the payoff is gonna is gonna happen eventually if you you know if you have faith and you you continue to uh you know to stick with it absolutely and, and you know sometimes i think people think when you say you know you have to find your passion you know you have to do something that you're passionate about that that's just a cliche mm -hmm. that's just something people say to sell books mm -hmm. but it's it's real mm -hmm. because if you don't love it you're not going to stick with it. Right. Because the majority, again, I just can't emphasize this enough. The majority of it is not sexy. Right. It's not as good as Ted makes it look. 
I make it look like Oh, he, he, Ted makes it look glamorous. You're like, man, I want to be a CEO. All right, be careful. This <laughs> My kids are listening to this. Kids are listening, right, right, right. But no, this, that, that's just the, the key takeaway. And that you, but, but I think your success lies in your ability to tolerate the difficulty, mm. to, to tolerate the parts of this that aren't fun and aren't sexy, and, and to really put in the work and then come out on the other side. Anybody that you see that's on the other side, they've been through that process mm. and someday still go through the process. Yeah, that's true in, in anything. Yep. Absolutely. We were talking about the, the dark side of entrepreneurship. Yeah. I mean, I think just, just about anything that you look at. I mean, if you look at athletes. Yes. Uh, in the NFL. Right. And NBA, Major League Baseball. If you look at great singers out there. If you look at actors and actresses out there. I mean, you see the ones that make it. Right. Yeah, but for everyone that made it, you know, there's a bunch of others that never got the opportunity or, or quit. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if it's something that you're passionate about, it's your dream, you just got to go at it. Absolutely. You just have to go at it with everything that you uh, that you have in you. Yeah. It's like there's something I've been reading that they call it survivorship bias. So like you have these people like that, that dropped out of Harvard mm -hmm. to start their company and, and now they're rich and famous. So everybody thinks they can drop out of Harvard. They can drop out of their college. <laughs> But it doesn't work out no. for 90% plus. Right. But we're biased to the people that make it. Yeah. So please don't have that bias if you're listening. Just be prepared to put in the grind and put in the necessary work to become successful. Absolutely. 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 So it, it's not sexy. That, that, that's your takeaway uh, for this segment of the 30-minute hour. Mm. And as we keep it moving, I'm really excited, and I'm sure our guests can really expound on some of the things we've been talking about sure. leading up to this. And she is an mm -hmm. author, she's an educator, and she's a content creator. Mm. She's developed a noted expertise in counseling both women and men in various methods for effectively reconstructing their lives towards healing, wholeness, and empowerment. She is a journaling workshop facilitator, and she hosts a women's wellness podcast. Please join me in welcoming Lucy Coutinho to the 30-minute hour. Yes. <sighs> Lucy, Lucy. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey. Wow, that was uh, amazing. I had some really literally catch my breath. I, I love the energy and, and I'm really uh, excited to be on here. Great. All right. Um, just chopping it up with you guys today. Absolutely. We are excited to have you on our show. So just tell us a little bit about your personal journey. How did, how did you get to the point of doing what you're doing right now? Um, there's a, there's a quote that I like to refer to, um, I don't want to quote it exactly, but I do want to put it into my own words. Um, I had to get to a point where I just got tired of my own stuff, like, mm. and I don't know if it's appropriate to swear on here, but um, it, it, it really came to that point where I, you know, noticed my patterns things that I was doing that, you know, just not being kind 
to myself, like not really exuding that self-love that, that I wanted to exude, you know? So I had to really look inside myself and figure out what's really happening here. You know, I'm an avid journal, journaling, um, like I've always journaled since I was a, a young child. Hmm. And, you know, up until, well, I spent many years working on a book um, entitled Pieces of Freedom, and it's all, a, it's pretty much an open journal, ex, you know, me expressing my experiences, my struggles, um, my journey in finding myself and trying to figure out who, I, how I wanted to show up in the world as a woman, um, and really finding my self-worth, so hmm. that's where that stems from, yeah. So it's, it's very interesting, Lucy, you, you mentioned journaling. I've noticed that a lot of successful people have this journaling mm -hmm. habit. Please share, what are, yeah. the, what are the benefits of doing a journal? So for me personally, it's, it's examining my thoughts. Hmm. You know, um, I do like to go back and, and that's one thing, you know, just examining what I'm thinking is it empowering or is it disempowering? You know, that can happen too. We could be, there could be self-sabotage that we're creating in our own reality that we're not even aware of. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the flip side of that, there's the manifestation. What do I want to manifest into my world, into my reality? And writing things down, like, um, I always like to say that I don't really like to do to-do to lists. I like to um, pretty much write out um, my gratitude list. Hmm. Like, what am I grateful for? Um, the things that I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for this, the opportunity to work on this book today, right? So see how that kind of changes it. It's not a to-do. It's not a task. It's actually a, a labor of love, something that I enjoy doing is creating. So just shifting the language and, 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 you know, I've been able to manifest a lot of things into my reality by simply writing them down. Hmm. Our gratitude must wow, that's pretty Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So if, if I'm new to this whole idea of journaling and I want to get started, what are some simple steps that you can recommend that I take to start this habit of journaling? Sure. So a lot of the things that I hear in my um, journaling and my workshops is that, you know, I don't have time for it, right? So I always say start with five minutes per day hmm. and, and to create, like, a time, you know, make it a ritual. So... Every day when I wake up, instead of turning on my phone and checking my email and my social media, because I know we're all doing it, right? So <laughs> I do it. <laughs> it's a discipline that I'm, you know, I'm even working on that myself. But, like, that's, you know, I sleep with my journal at my bedside. You know, instead of reaching for my phone, let me reach for my, my um, notepad. Spend five minutes writing, you know. I know that timing is, is an issue for a lot of people um, and, and not thinking. The thing about writing, the whole point is not to think. Hmm. You know, we tend to feel like, oh, you know, I don't really have 
anything to write about, that's because you're thinking about it. Mm. Um, so it's just like allowing your consciousness to like just open up and just let the words kind of just flow out of you. And that's, and, and to me too, writing and journaling is, it, it's almost like a state of meditation. Mm. It's a state of prayer because when I'm writing, sometimes I read back to what I've written and I'm like, where did that come from? Wow. Well, it came from my divine connection. Hmm. You know, those aren't even my words sometimes, you know, and that comes from the state of not thinking, just being completely present wow. um, and connected. So, so, yeah. So is the stumbling block that people are trying to like write and edit at the same time? I think so. Personally, as a writer, that's impossible to do, right? So um, you can't really do both at the same time because now you're focused on finding the errors. So you're not really focused on the expression of it. So I like to just write, you know, write as much as I can and just be as present as I can and then come back to it and then do the editing process of it and all of that, or even find someone else to edit for you. Um, that works as well, so. Yeah, so it sounds like, I mean, that applies not just in writing blogs or books, but in journaling. I know one of the reasons it took me six years to write a book about overcoming procrastination <laughs> was mm. because for a while I was doing that. You know, I, I would write and edit, but I, I, Lucy, I wish I had met you a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, isn't that almost like impossible to do? Like, right. It's, you can't do that at the same time. I mean, of course, you can edit your own your own writing. Right. Absolutely. Afterwards. Um, right. But I, yeah, I can't see that happening at the same time. That I mean, for me as a writer, that that sounds really agonizing and just. Like it just takes away from the creation part of and the 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 self expression part of it too. And then so like with the journaling, do you ever take time yeah. to go back and let's say after thirty days or so, look at what you've written each day and look for patterns and try to connect the dots? Do you have that type of process in place or? Oh yeah. I do that, I do that very often because that's my self-development, right? So that's how, that's what I use, that's one of the methods I use to develop myself as a person. Mm. Um, yeah, what are the patterns here? What am I saying and speaking of myself? Um, what am I saying to other people? How am I showing up in, in, in the world? That is all reflected in my writing. And then from there, I try to shift and, and, and change what I can and work on what I can. It doesn't happen overnight. I don't just, you know, read it and I'm like, okay, I'm fine. It's a work in progress and it's also a practice. So every single day, I have to be intentional about what it is that I'm trying to change about myself or trying to not even change or, or, or trying to take to the next level of my personal evolution, right? Hmm. So, Lucy, your your books do, mm -hmm. do they do they come from like you're looking at what you you've written in your journal over you know a series of days, weeks, months, 
or is it like you? So the, yeah, so that book specifically was written um, in a year, within a year. So I spent a whole year, every month I would, um, it started out, funny enough, it started out as a blog. Like I would share it with like close girlfriends of mine and, you know, because, and it, it really resonated with a lot of them because we were, like, almost traveling this same parallel, like a parallel journey. Um, and one woman encouraged me to turn it into a book and a light bulb went off. I was like, wow, I'm really going to start taking it seriously now. So I extended that whole year of journaling, of, of blogging and journaling, um, and interview 12 women in addition to that. So it starts off with my personal story, and then it goes to an individual person that I interviewed. Um, like chapter one was on enlightenment and how I was able to um, focus on my spirituality. And I interviewed a woman who um, talked about that so just to give you an idea of the flow of the story it's just not my just not my own personal story but I also intertwine other women's stories in there as well because as an interviewer um that's always been a passion of mine too like I've kind of I went to school for it and I found that that to be like a natural thing to do and I also wanted other women to um, know that we're not alone, that we all share a lot of similar stories and that we can use our stories to help other women, right? So because in sharing our stories, that's when we feel like, wow, I'm really not alone in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so basically something that you were dealing with to kind of help deal with some things yourself and writing to mm-hmm. it, you're able to help some others that are possibly dealing with some of the same types of thoughts, challenges. Absolutely, and that was that's the whole point of the book. I, you know, it helped me a lot, but then I also seen that it was helping other women as well, and men too. Um, men can benefit a lot from it as well. Um, just just reading words from other women and and to um, also realizing that men and women go through very similar challenges you know emotions the topic of love relationships um, fear I have a chapter on there about fear what human being has not experienced fear in their lives right hmm. um, loss um, I end my chapter um, talking about loss, the loss of my father, mm-hmm. and how that impacted my my whole entire life. You know, he passed away when I was five years old. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty much telling the story of a lot of women and a lot of men alike that grew up without having a male figure present in their lives. And we all know how the, the likelihood of that story ended, ending up to be a positive one, unfortunately, it's not, it's not, it's not a likely story. Hmm. But we can transform that and, 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 and make it a better experience, you know? So, yeah. 
So you mentioned fear in your book. I mean, what advice do you have for our listeners who are crippled with fear and that's a stumbling block for them to get to that place of peace? Yeah, fear is something that I struggle with a lot. Um, Fear is just understanding that, um, that you have to confront it you know, confront your fear. Like, there's been a lot of different situations or, like, a lot of even phobias that I've had. And I've realized that the only way to overcome it is to do that thing that mm. I am the most fearful of doing. Mm. And guess what? Then it does, it's not fearful anymore, mm. you know? It, it no longer has a hold of me. You know, some people are afraid to get in an elevator, something that simple. Well, it may sound simple for you and I, but it's a real fear, you know. But getting in that elevator and allowing the the doors to close and being in there and, and just making peace with that, it no longer becomes fear. You know, a lot of people are fearful of um, failing. I know that's been my issue for a, for a very long time, mm. but how I've been able to look at it is that, well, there's no such thing as failure, right? Because you try, mm-hmm. you take the lessons, and you move on, you know? And there's, there's no such thing as failure, and we should not fear it at all because you tried. There's, there's no such thing as failure. I hope everyone listening heard that. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. a, the only failure is the failure to try. Try. Yeah. Yep. So basically, what you're saying. Absolutely. So basically, what you're saying, Lucy, is if someone has a, <clears throat> a fear of snakes, <laughs> then yeah. you just yeah, you just it's get a real you, thing. You, you I get, don't like snakes. <laughs> so you just take you know? so you so you just want to take one of those big snakes and put it around your neck and just go ahead and deal with that head on is what you're saying. Well, so I do, and, 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 he, and, I'm, and I'm looking at that visual right now, and it's terrifying, personally, but it is like, but start small, maybe start by like, a touching worm. the snake, <laughs> you know, like touching it, right. you know, touching it, and kind of like feeling it, and, and just being there with it, you know, then it's not like this this thing where it's, you know, it's, it's going to get you or, or you're afraid of it. I don't know. That's <laughs> one way to start. I would say, well, the thing about fear is you really have to, there are extremes to it, right? So you really have to um, start, like, just be really, start small, <laughs> You know, don't just go and, like, I wouldn't advise someone just grabbing a snake and putting it <laughs> over their neck. Because, you know what? I'm not doing that. Right, right, I'm right. definitely not doing that. Right. So I would not advise you to do that. Because okay. that sounds really uh, traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> so Lucy's, Lucy's going to grab that book and read that fear chapter she wrote. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So, so Lucy, kind of this kind of ties back to what Ted and I were talking to, talking about at the beginning of the show. There are many people that look up to you. There are many people that say, you know what, I want to be like Lucy when I grow up. They think it's all glamorous. What is what's 
describe for our listeners what's not sexy about what you do. <laughs> so, yeah, that sounds like a great thought. I don't know if people actually feel like that. <laughs> but um, what's not, I, I mean, the entrepreneurial uh, journey, especially being a creator, uh-huh. a creative, an artist, is very lonely. Mm. <laughs> like, it's a very lonely path. It gets, um, yeah, it does get really lonely, like, and, and although sometimes it feels like, I mean, look at them. They have a book out and they do all these workshops and they can stand in front of all these people and, and you know, and talk to people and help them. But when we go home and, you know, and the lights are off and it's just we're left with ourselves, we have to constantly have to replenish ourselves. And then the real work continues from there. So it's a constant, so when I'm giving out my energy, for example, when I'm communicating with women and sometimes men and I'm sharing my story, I have to find ways to replenish that energy back to me. Hmm. And, and, I'll, and, and it's a constant, it's a, like it's a dance. It's, it's exhausting because you have to, um, you're pretty much working by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no team behind you. You are the face. You are the brand. And you are everything. Mm. And you have to do everything. Like right now, I don't really have a team behind me. I do have a, um, a coordinator that works with me. She handles some of my social media platforms, and she's pretty awesome. And I'm definitely grateful for her assistance. But... It's, I'm still, it's still my creation, it's still my vision, so I, I'm always having to cultivate it and work on it and find, you know, and also keep up with the trends, like, what are the new marketing trends now, what, what social media platforms are people on, what are people listening to, like, I'm, you know, there's always research to be done, which is, at, on the flip side of that, too, it's also amazing because I'm constantly learning, working my brain, and it keeps me active. It keeps me innovative. So that, I actually don't mind it, but it is, it's, it's lonely and it's exhausting. And I'm just keeping it real. And, and I did hear you in the beginning when you said, if you're going to go do something, make sure it's something you love like with everything and it is your absolute why because if it's not your why you're going to give it up because it's going to get tough you know yes but um yeah 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 and it's it's interesting when you when you're creating something people really can't understand what it's like if they're not a creator themselves and that's why a lot of like even for myself a lot of the if I got harsh or critical feedback, most of the time it's from someone who hasn't created anything. Mm. Because like another creator understands what that process is like. And it's just yeah. unique. That's, that's interesting. Uh, that's just like in, in any partnership or mm-hmm. collaboration, like you have to have people. Like I've had situations where I've been in partnership and collaboration with people and it's totally frustrating. Right. Right. But then I've been in collaboration and partnership with some that's just like wow like it's like we're both like 
painters. Like we could just right. we can just paint, <laughs> right. we can just flow. Right. For a while, I had to start thinking. Okay, Ted, you've been in all these different partnerships and collaborations, and it never goes right. Is it you? <laughs> and then you mm. get with someone that kind of you guys can just go in there and just right. flow. Yeah. And it, and it's just, it's a certain type of energy that you that you that you have to share in order to be able to work you know to work together because you know like you said Lucy sound like when you're by yourself I mean this is like you it's your vision it's what you're thinking it's you know you just flow with it like someone else can throw off your flow right yeah. Yes, I've had that happen. I've seen that happen. It's almost like you have to find the right chemistry, and you also have to find a, a group of people that share your same vision mm-hmm. and passion for the project. Because if you you're not in sync and in line, um, that's where the frustration probably grows. I know that Ted, you said like some, you know you. You've had to try different collaborations and different people, and a lot of times it's not you; it's the collaboration. There's nothing wrong with them per se, but it's right. just you're not the right fit. It's I mean, it's the reason why we have interviews for companies, right? Mm-hmm. We go in, we interview for companies, and what they're doing is seeing if you're the right fit for them. But what employees also need to realize, and I've learned this in my journey is this company the right fit for me? Yes. Because that's also, a, that's a question that we are not teaching people um, as, you know, employees. Like, really look at that because I've worked for a lot of companies that I'm just, after a while, you know, they sell you this beautiful vision and dream and this is our philosophy and this is what we stand for, right? And you get in there and you're reading the philosophy and looking around, and you're like, what happened? <laughs> this is not what I interviewed for. Like, you lied, you lied about this. You know, so it's really important for us to also ask the question, are you the right fit for me? Mm. You know, is this a boss that I want to work for? Mm. Um, is this a leader that I, actually, a leader and a boss are two different things, right? Mm. So, is this the kind of leadership that I want? Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. So, 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 Lucy, uh, the let's take Lucy back. Let's say ten years ago, right? Did the did the Lucy from ten years ago? You're probably like fifteen. That Lucy. That Lucy. Yeah. That that Lucy. Did that Lucy see this Lucy? Mm. You like that question? Um, that was good, right? That's a that's a that's a beautiful question. I love it. Wow. I love it so much. Um, so that Lucy was envisioning this Lucy. Okay. It was a birth to this Lucy, right? So it wasn't like this far-fetched idea of who the woman I am, that I'm becoming, I'm still becoming, I truly Mm. believe that. Um, It was a birth because I was intentional about, like I said in the beginning, how I wanted to show up in the world. Hmm. What what did I want to represent? So I was constantly, and that was right at the peak of when I was turning 30. 
So it's interesting enough that you took me back 10 years. Um, so that was like that pressing question, like, what am I here to do? Like, I'm wasting time, I'm doing all these different things, but they're not aligned with the person that I want to become. But, so who is that person? You know, and that's when the answers started to come because I was in search for it. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that, great question, Ted. I mean, that's... Thank you. No, that was a really, really great question, and Thank I'm you. really glad you asked that. Because, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, great answer. I thought that was a great answer, the way no, you yeah, answered my no, great question. No, yeah, no, I'm glad it was. And that's, that's true. That's really the truth. It did, like, the whole, the, that that moment was about 10 years ago when it was just like, I have to figure this out. Because whatever it is that's happening right now, whatever it is that I'm doing is not working. So something else has to work, right? So, mm -hmm. Yeah. So something, again, that you were looking at just to help yourself deal with some, some things has mm -hmm. morphed into to something something a lot bigger than that. So that's amazing. Yeah, a lot. And, and that part, honestly, I did not envision. I didn't see because at that time I wasn't clear. Because, I mean, as, as I said before, I was actually trying to get to that point of answering well what it is that what is it that you're here to do you know how do you want to show up in the world um so all of that yes continue to morph into this you know this i don't know it just happened that way well it didn't just happen that way because i don't feel like things just happened but i, I was on that journey Absolutely. You know, it's just it's interesting because I've known I've known you for I don't know somewhere maybe twelve to fifteen years I would think at this point. Yes. And and I yes. Think, and you meet someone and you know them. It's like oh man, it's a really wonderful lady doing great things and you know great mom and everything. And then it's like then I start looking on social media and I start seeing speaking and books and blah. I'm like, where did all that come from? Like, 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 right. I mean, did you from? even see that? Did you even see that? Because, like, I always had an entrepreneurial mind, right? I remember specifically when I was in the office with you guys 15 years ago, and I said, I have this idea for this magazine, right? Yeah. You recall that conversation. Yeah. I said, you know, you have this business. I'm trying to get this magazine started. And this is the protocol, and this is the content, this is what I, like, I always knew that that would be the path eventually, mm. you know, mm. but I just, but you see how that all makes sense now? Absolutely. But I just was never clear on exactly what that was, because I wanted to, I mean, as a writer, I wanted to do like a fashion blog magazine, I think it was, at that time. Um... But then, as I was getting clearer and clearer about my mission and the message that I wanted to uh, to share and to spread and how I wanted to help others, that's when it kind of started getting more refined. That's, you that, know? that's really interesting. Um, that's really yeah. interesting. So, so back then, you were, you you kind of knew where you wanted to 
to go, but then you were probably like, how do I do it? How do I do it? And then now this thing kind of happened organically and took you Organically, yep. Hmm. I like to use that word, Eric, whenever I can. Organically, okay. Yeah, and not that I'm eating yeah. organically, but I just like to say it kind of happens. I mean, that right, that's right. like that's like the hip word now, right? So you throw that around see, organically. Ted is on a roll today, man. I'm here, Ted. Oh man. So yeah, I read up on you, Lucy, and things you say, and you talk about finding that thing that makes you come alive. Mm. What, yeah. ad, what advice yeah. do you have for our listeners who are looking to find that? How do they find that thing that makes them come alive? I think first you have to find find out who it is that, that you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just figure out who that person is first. Um, I, I don't think you can find that thing otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, just be really clear on who it is that you are, um, accept yourself, um, make peace with yourself, um, because that's a huge one too. Forgive yourself, mm. um, and 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 I I truly believe that that's where everything else stems from. You know, just it allows for better relationships. Um, it allows you to find your true passion and purpose. Mm. Um, it just, uh, that's just my personal journey. And it's something that I'm still working on as well as we are speaking now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be my advice. Absolutely. So you're saying the starting point is really being at peace with yourself. Yep. Wow. Absolutely. Okay. You have to, um, there has to come a point where you have to accept, you have to accept who you are hmm. and no shame, you know, forgive what needs to be forgiven um, and, and taking the lessons and learning from what you need to uh, learn from um, and go from there. But it has to start there. Good. Yeah, that, that's a different, you have a, a different take on that than I've ever heard where you mm-hmm. really where the focus is you know start with being at peace with yourself and then you're going to be on the road to actually finding your purpose now that's very interesting yeah. very good well, people I mean there's there's so many self-help so many like you know um so many things out there like how do you how do you become like the most successful this and this and that right like there's so many things out there telling us how to do those things but no one is really being real and well I wouldn't say no one because I'm sure there are other people out there doing that but it's not the common message that we are receiving right is that you know it really starts internally and why do that why do I know that because I've tried every other way possible and it has not worked hmm. and I guarantee you that is not the right formula right so Bring okay. it back. Bring it back home. Bring it back home. And then mm-hmm. you work with people and you help them get to this place of peace, this place of wellness, this place of wholeness. Do you have any success stories that come to mind of people you've worked with that really stand out to you? Um, I do have like 
after um, my, well, there was one workshop I did um, fairly recently, maybe within a year ago or so. Um, I did get an inbox message. Um, a lady is sharing with me, you know, I, and she specifically said, I know when you talked about your finding love for yourself and just going through that whole journey, and that really spoke to me. Um, and then she kind of went into her own personal story and the, the, the struggles that she was, you know, going through. And I guess at that moment in, the, in that, um, that workshop, she didn't want to ask in front of others. So she wanted to take it offline and ask me, well, how did you overcome that? And it really warms my heart and makes me happy because I want to... Uh, a way that I want to help other people is by sharing my own personal journey, mm. not just by simply speaking to others and telling them what they should do, but sharing with them my personal journey and my transformational journey and the journey and the healing journey that I'm currently on now, because we all have things that we need to work through. And people need to hear that. They need to hear that, you know what, no one's perfect. And I have the permission not to be perfect too. Mm. But I get to work on it and I get to transform whatever it is that I'm going through right now. And that's what sharing stories do. And that's what, that's how, and I always want to come from that place where I'm sharing myself and trying to be as transparent as I can because if you're coming to hear me speak and to connect with me, that's what I want you to leave with. Um, so I have a lot of um, similar stories like that, and it just it, it really confirms um, the journey for me, and it confirms, wow, you know, this is, this is really where I should be. This is where... I um I have worked so hard to get to, and yeah. It it definitely sounds like this is something you're very passionate about. That there's probably no amount of money that can replace, I guess, the feeling that you're you're getting when you're when you're able to help others. Uh, I guess with your uh, your uh, you know things that you've 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 encountered. Absolutely, because. And you know why it's such a passion? Because I've been at a place where I was just like looking around for that that help, you know, that glimpse of hope, you know, not feeling like or times when I didn't feel like there was hope mm. to be found anywhere. Mm. So that's a feeling that I just wouldn't wish upon anyone. And if I can help one person then I would have, I would have served the purpose. You know, it's interesting, you know, Eric and I were speaking earlier about there was a, you may have heard about this, uh, this whole mass shooting that was in Virginia Beach. And you yes, kind of hear about these types of things over and over. And then people are kind of saying the same thing. It's gun control. It's kind of the, you know, mental health. And it's like, okay, well, what do you really, you know, what can you really do? And, and sometimes I think that some of these people, I think if there's something that they, they were able to read something or hear something of how you, like they had to be dealing with something emotional, right? Like some of the things that oh, you're yeah, talking about absolutely. from fear or 
or just you know you know whatever just, you know feelings of you know self worth or whatever that that take you to that place where you feel like you know I'm, I I want to hurt others and 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 I'm when I'm willing to kind of hurt myself or or just lose my life in it and it just shows that that's mm-hmm. it's really some it's some you know you just the help that you're you're giving to people out there you just never you just never know that that could be life uh, life altering altering yeah no definitely like it could be um something they read right from my pieces or like a story that i shared a moment that i felt like i could i could not get past this moment because we all feel that way right you know there are moments where we're like okay this is never going to end but the, the truth is that it all comes to an end hmm. and it eventually ends you know but you have to um seek the help that you need to help it to end but it's not the end it's never the end hmm. and i think that's what people really need to hear and understand that just keeping that hope that glimpse of hope alive hmm. um that's what i think that's what it takes I mean, for me personally, that's what it took, um, and it's helped me overcome a lot of um, a lot of difficult situations. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's good because you know, people all the time when you're going through stuff, you know, and people want to, you know, be there for you and say, mm-hmm. you know, say the right, you know, yeah, you know, look at the bright side, right? You know, well, it's going to turn around for you. Mm-hmm. Pray about it, you know. You're like, okay, right now I'm dealing with Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. Right. I'm dealing I'm with not. this that I'm dealing with, and I need you to kind of help me to sort some stuff out because it's it's fear. It's, you know, it's some anxiousness. It's, I'm dealing with some things. Right, right. How do I deal with it? Just, I just can't. You just got to be positive. Like, sometimes I think we've all been in that place. Oh, where certainly, certainly. It's like you know that "Don't Worry, Be Happy" song. It's like I just want to break that CD. I want to hear that, right? You know. And you know when people turn around and, and tell you to think positive, right? That's the whole point. You, you're not able to at right. that moment in right. time, right? So it's like, give me the tools. What are the tools? Yes. Um, that's why sometimes when you're in that space, it's not always advised to maybe call a friend or something because they're not really, um, they're not, not that, I mean, you could have friends that are counselors or therapists or whatever, that could be the case and you would be really blessed to, but what if that's not their expertise, right? What if they can't offer you the right tools or give you the right information? Like you need to seek help where, okay, someone that can give you the right tools to guide you through the situation and that's what i would advise because you mean you can call up a friend and we can talk about it all day long right but is it really after you hang up that friend resumes they go on about their lives and you're still stuck and left with the situation um so we need tools like what are the tools? What can I what can I give this person to help them through the situation? And that has been my mission and I found 
for me, it's been journaling. There's science that backs up this fact mm. that writing through your pain or writing through your your the healing process of it, um, then the science to back that up that it it actually works. So if I found this this tool for myself, I want to then now share this tool with other people who may need it. I might not have all of the tools, but you know what? I found one tool that's mm. effective. So I'm going to help you. Yeah. And so and and sometimes I think it it really helps when you you hear someone has gone through something. Yes. Right? Like it's easy for you, you know, you know, Lucy when you mentioned about losing your father and I know that I lost my father early. Mm-hmm. Right? I was 9 mm-hmm. 9 years old. And so to hear mm-hmm. someone else that says that they can give you something that's relatable, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. when someone says, yeah, I know what you're going through, well, you don't really know what I'm going through unless you went through it, right? Like if somebody's yes. dealing with a divorce, I mean, if somebody that went through a divorce, right? I right. Mean, you know, those types of feelings and emotions that you go through with life stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's if someone can share something with you that, you know, that, that, you know, that seems applicable to what you're dealing with. I think that can really, really help. So, you know, as you're writing, you're probably, like you said, you're not, you're not thinking about it. You're just writing. This is what I'm feeling like today. I'm sure, right? This yeah. is what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling great. Mm-hmm. And someone needs to, mm-hmm. you know, they just go to work, be positive. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just necessarily want to feel positive. Like right now, I'm in a, I'm in a place of whatever you're dealing with, even with disappointment. Right. right. Like, I'm, right. You know, you know, even from a business standpoint, you put all this time into this opportunity, and it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you'll get the next one. That's not what I want here right now. Right now, I want to be able to just. I want to go break some stuff. I want to yeah. I want to scream. I'm gonna be okay on Monday. But today, this is what I'm feeling today, and and it's it's a real feeling. You know. Absolutely. Maybe yeah. I'm gonna start journaling. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You know? Yeah. No. And I was gonna say, you know, that's one of the tools take that out of the toolbox and start using it it, you know and see how that works seriously because i mean we all need something right so um and i've definitely found that to be really effective and and like you also said in the beginning like a lot of the success like successful people have been avid journaling you know uh, they've just been journaling pretty much throughout their whole journey. So there's something to be said about that. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I do a lot of reading and I have different mentors. There's one thing that all of the higher level people do, I, journaling is one of them. Mm. So it's yep. interesting. And, yep. and Lucy, you've done an excellent job on our show of really explaining to our listeners the benefits of journaling <laughs> and steps yeah. they can take to get started and how journaling is actually can be a tool. Mm. I never really thought about journaling actually being a tool if you're going through a difficult situation to start writing it out. I'm about to go get me some yep. notepads right now. I'm about to start Ted journaling. is journaling as I'll we speak. As we speak. <laughs> That's right. This is great. Yeah. Fantastic. So let me know like let me know how that works out. Seriously, yeah, I want to know. Yeah. I want to know how that works out. So, so yeah. So your your podcast, can you tell us a little bit about the podcast that, that you're doing? Sure. Um, focus on women's wellness, um, the many, many layers of it. 
um, when we talk about wellness, what, let me ask you, what are some of the things that come to mind? Like the top three things you would say. With women's wellness? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I guess relationships, relationships, health, mm -hmm. finances, um, that I, I think, uh, you know, it, you know, it's interesting I, you know, a question that I hear from, I hear more from, I think women than I do men is kind of like the purpose question. Mm hmm like, you know, mm. like, like, what's, like, what's my purpose? Like, I, I don't, I can't remember the last time a guy said to me, man, what's my purpose? Like, I'm trying to figure out my, my purpose. And maybe we just don't say it. Yeah. But we I think we that, may not articulate it. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. So I would think maybe purpose, relationships, um, some of those items, maybe. Yeah, those are good. And I, I'm surprised you didn't say, um, uh, help in terms of um, working out, dieting, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. things like that, because that is probably one of the top few things that come to mind when we think about health and wellness. But and I'm and I'm going in deeper and saying layers because there's so many components to that. And then we do talk a lot about relationships, right? But when we talk about relationships, we talk about relationships with other people relationship with a man how a man made me feel or how a man is making me feel but we very rarely talk about the relationship that we have with ourselves mm -hmm. again going back in and, and really examining that because everything else stems from that it's the, it it dictates the partnerships that the partners that we end up picking Absolutely. Um, you know, so there's so many layers to it, and I definitely want to dive so deep into that, talking about work-to-life balance, being a mother and working, you know, how that affects our mental health and our, like, just affects our well-being in general, our traumas, you know, trauma. Do we talk about that at all, you know? Like the traumas we've experienced as children, how that's affected us throughout our adult adulthood, right? And so we don't address it. We kind of just brush it over and mm -hmm. kind of like just bury it over with other things. It could be possessions. It could be relationships. It could be making money, becoming a workaholic. Like all these things, right? So trauma, a very big one. And so, um, you, and so your podcast yeah. helps people to kind of get through, work through, helps helps the women kind of really see that the fundamental issue is really being at peace with themselves. Yeah, and it goes back to that, and just really raising the awareness of what that even means. Hmm. You know. Like the many, like literally the many layers of what our wellness stems from. And like, let's peel back the layers and really examine these different things and how it's affecting our wellness. It's not just one, this one thing, you know, it's just not like, you know, yeah, we're focused on healthy eating. That's great. 
you know, we do want to watch what we're eating and having healthy eating habits, but is that, is that all? Right. No. You know, so that's, that's where I'm, that's where I'm going with that. Yeah. So now you probably, your friends, do your friends like call you like all the time with, Hey Lucy, I just want to run this. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to need to work through this. Like, no, you we're know having what? dinner. <laughs> it, it actually, it actually doesn't hasn't happened now, but it's happened before. Like because I've always been, well, I would say a good listener, not the best listener, but I do try to be a good listener. So I've always had, you know, women friends who share a lot of their personal things with me mm -hmm. and um so that's that's always in that, that too and I think those plant those seeds were being planted then too because like I kind of offer them that safe space where they can come and kind of just you know share what mm -hmm. they need to share there's no judgment it's just I'm completely listening to them and just even to have someone to listen to you do you know how much of a, a, a prize that is. No, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, how many people actually have the attention span or or the capacity to sit there and actively actively listen to someone else? That's a skill. Um, that's a very important skill, and that's something that I'm even working on. Yeah. You know, like are we really present there with that person listening to what they're saying to us? Like when you find someone like that, you should just embrace that human being. <laughs> it's such a seriously, it's 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 very rare. Um, it takes it takes a that you find that. You know, it takes a it takes a lot. That's something that I try to work on as being a good listener. I just Eric, I just want to have the most patient stuff. <laughs> right, like I can actively listen right. for at a point, right? But after a while, it's kind of like, you know, just. Yeah, it's, it's a challenge when you and our personality are similar. Yeah. When someone, people, some people are kind of long-winded and don't get to the point right from the beginning. <laughs> right. Then I'm, I'm kind of like, okay. But no, it, it's. I, I think Lucy is spot on. I mean, the majority of people aren't actively listening. No. So if you actively listen, I think that in and of itself sets you apart <laughs> from right. the pack. That's right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But Lucy just yeah, all, Lucy so. always just sounded like this though, just kind of just you know, just kind of nice, mellow, just easy to talk to. Right. So. Right. Yeah, just chill. Like now, does it shock you that this is where we are right now? No. I mean, honestly. No. Yeah. No. So yeah. So, so if you're at one of your workshops and you see Eric and I in the back and we're like kind of raising our hand up and then don't be surprised. Exactly. Oh yeah, I've had um, I've had like I've done a few workshops where men have attended. The, the writing workshops, yeah. And they really find value in it as well. I, I think writing and expressing is, it's not, I mean, come on, it's not for a man or a woman. It's just a human thing that if it helps you, then do it. Exactly. You know, if it helps you, then, then definitely do it. There's no shaming it, shame in it. Mm -hmm. There's no shame in expressing yourself and, and being vulnerable, I actually think it's a it's a strength. Mm. Um, it's a strength when a man could really express and feel what he is feeling. Um, so yeah, I applaud that. 
all the way because if you can be a more balanced um, man and just more compassionate, imagine, imagine what the world would be like yeah. um, if we had more of that. No, you you know, if we had more of that don't happening. That's a great point. Absolutely. So, Lucy, yeah. how can our listeners get more information as far as accessing your book, Pieces of Freedom, and getting in contact with you as it relates to your services? Yeah, absolutely. So, it's on Amazon, um, Pieces of Freedom, a self-healing journal. Mm-hmm. It's actually a journal as well as it is a book. So, there, um, I have lines in there where it allows you to write and express and draw whatever it is that, that you desire. Um, all over social media, all of the platforms. Okay. Um, IG, Facebook, that's Lucy Catino. Um, on IG, it's actually Lucy underscore Catino underscore positive media. Um, you can email me actually at Bruce Inspiration, L-U-C-E, inspiration, uh, gmail.com. So that's a good way to um, get in touch with me as well. Excellent, excellent. So we're at the point of the show where we go around the horn and just leave our listeners with closing thoughts to really remember. So Lucy, we'll start with you. What's one specific thing you want to leave our listeners with to remember? You are the most important person in your life. Mm. Um, Just remember that um, because that helps everything flow from there. Um, Because when we cannot fill ourselves up or, you know, we're constantly seeking for other people and validation and other things to to fulfill us, and that is a it's a losing battle. I promise you. So just and find your peace. You know, like we talked a lot about with that throughout this um, throughout this interview is um, really making peace with who you are. And I wish that for everyone. And I wish that for myself as well. Yes. Okay. So thank you, Lucy Coutinho, Coutinho uh, for being a great guest on our show. And then we're going to continue to go around the horn. Ted? You know, Kim, thank you again, uh, Lucy. Uh, I've just been jotting down a lot of notes. And I think one of the things that really kind of stood out, because I'm going to I'm not the best with this whole to-do list thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, I got to-do lists on, like, three or four different books. I got them in my my phone. I, right. And then I'm not good at managing that. But that whole take on the kind of the gratitude list. Yes. I thought that was uh, that was pretty profound there. Yes. You know, just maybe trying to, you know, package things that way. And maybe it'll help me to, to know that, you know, that I'm actually moving the, the needle on things that I need to get accomplished but thankful for those things that you know that are in the that are in the works yeah absolutely so appreciate that great Mm -hmm. and my closing thought is just on we started out talking about how the majority of what we do really isn't sexy 
Um, you know, you see the end result, but you don't see the process. I, I think the key focus or takeaway for me is about purpose and, and really pursuing the thing that you're called to. That why is what I... You start, yeah, your why. You know, and, and when you're really called to something, you, you'll be you're more likely to put up with the I, the items that aren't sexy. Mm. You feel like you're called to it. You feel like this is what you're supposed to do. And then the other thing with purpose, and people always procrastinate with starting, but you have to think about there's someone that you're supposed to help. Mm. So you could be. It's not just impacting you. You're impacting that other person that needs your message. Wow. I mean, you think about. All the people that Lucy's even helping right now listening to this podcast. What if Lucy said, you know what, I'm going through all this and I'm just going to keep it to myself. Yeah. I'm just going to just try to battle this thing out and never got started with what she's doing. Yeah. We'd miss out on our blessing. Yes, Ted and I are now going to start journaling yeah, and gratitude, yeah. gratitude, gratitude lists. Yeah. And, and we had Lucy to thank for that because Absolutely. she got started That's and it. she focused on her purpose. That's it. A domino effect. Right. Is it? <laughs> wow. That that's really what it's about. Yes. You know, it's about you know sharing and um, it's you know you learn something and you pass it on. Yes. Um. So yeah. So I told you, Lucy. It's just it's always like this. Right? It could, we could be on this call for like three hours and just it'd be the longest <laughs> thirty minute hour ever. Like, yeah, I know it's been six hours. I yeah, mean, but we just, like we we just started. pretty much talked right. about the book. Like yeah. that's that's all we touched on basically, pretty much. But yeah, there's so much there's so much more. I mean, you guys are welcome to call me back in. I I like and talk. No, we'd love <laughs> to have you. As you now know. No, it's been great. We'd love Absolutely. To have you have you, uh, have you back on because I definitely think there's a, you know, it's a great message that you're able to, to help our listeners with. And it's a message that's really no, needed. Thank you. And thank you for um, allowing me the platform to, to share this um, little jewel that I've discovered. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, great. Well, this concludes this week's episode of the 30-Minute Hour. Don't forget, you can subscribe to this podcast by going on Facebook and typing in the 30-Minute Hour on Instagram. We're on YouTube. And until next week, have a great one. Take care.